not that you're going to get topped off, but you could easily see something and go, well, maybe I'll change it because it's real wishy-washy at this time. And it's just because nobody's really stamped themselves. And I know people are going to hear this and the comments are going to be, well, what's Forte done wrong? He hasn't done anything wrong. But he also hasn't given you that performance this year where you go, oh yeah, that's the derby. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had to buy some racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exact. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the post, Make sure you use the website that'll win you the most Whether Churchill, Oakland, Gulfstream Parks, and Matoga And all tracks in between, there's only one side to go to When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets Plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets RacingDudes.com for all of your needs RacingDudes.com for all of your leads RacingDudes.com for all of your bets RacingDudes.com as good as it gets RacingDudes.com for all of your needs RacingDudes.com for all of your leads RacingDudes.com for all of your bets, racingdudes.com, as good as it gets. What is up, I'm Jared Welch, he's Aaron Alterman, it is Thursday, April 13th, and this is Blinkers Off. What's up, man? What is up, everybody? Good to see everybody here again. I'm sure we're going to have a pretty good crowd tonight, talking Derby, talking uh, Keeneland again. Man, what a good two days we're going to have at Keeneland. Lots of really nice uh, horses running over these next two days. Kind of surprised me, I know it's Keeneland and usually it's good, but this is better than I thought it would be. Not only that, you got you got the international imports coming over, modern games, your your champion. Um, you, you've got the, you know really you know uh, all over the car. The Ginny Wiley is loaded, um, and it's not just like in Italian, you know, or in, in like Queen Goddess. I mean, no, you've got across the board very good horses in that race. I thought, um, you know, with the Moonlight, obviously, is a very good horse. Uh, you know, you have the Secret Oath. It's clear air making there, even though it's a small field in the apple blossom. Uh, of course, you've got the uh, the Lexington, which is you know the final, the official final derby prep. So yeah, it's a uh, it's a it's a solid weekend uh, for a weekend kind of post derby prep, mega derby prep. You know, so it's nice to have that uh, still going. I think it might be just as good as far as the entire card goes as last weekend, and that's that's saying something because last weekend I, I thought was. Uh, really fun to be there and, and really just solid, solid horses and, and races. But this is just as good. I mean, to have a horse like Modern Games running tomorrow is exciting. And then uh, the Lexington, you know, I don't think it's going to have a, any implications on the Kentucky Derby. But I do think there are a couple of horses in that race, you know, whether it be later on in the Triple Crown season or later on this year, depending on how things shake out. I think there's a couple of horses in there that are really good. And they really need to take a, a notice to. So we got a lot going on. Um, I, I, it's Keeneland. It's it's always fun. I think it's extra fun the next two days. Yeah, and you know you really do have, uh, you know, it maybe like you, you don't have maybe implications necessarily as far as like a winner. Maybe you do. I don't know. But this arm is really the horse uh, of, in question here in terms of who's left out there. That if this horse really just finishes top three um he's probably going to get in the gate you know and uh, to a lot of people that's a horse that's already a, a wise guy horse for the derby you know so 
Um, if you think he's a wise guy horse for the Derby, well, sure as hell should probably finish top three in the Lexington, you know? Um, so you would think, but uh, doesn't need to win. But I think that, uh, you know, and obviously could bump up some, bump out some horses as well. So even though there's maybe not necessarily like a huge implications um, with the Lexington uh, that we normally see, you still have one horse. And like you mentioned, I think there's a couple in here um, moving forward on the trail, probably more so the summer uh, that I think could be really nice. Yeah, absolutely. And disarm a big time uh, Kentucky Derby, you know, threat. If he was able to win this one, he's going to push himself in. But like I said, even top three could get disarm in. You know, a lot of times, though, you're trying to push to get in the race. Maybe you shouldn't be in it at all. And so that's kind of we're going to find out what he is. I'm, I'm very much on the fence about his talent level. I, I think he made a huge step forward last time out. Have to see if he'll do it again here in the Lexington. You know, certainly, though, he's kind of earned his way in, even if he gets second, third, something like that. He's earned his way there. So uh, it's interesting to see. And, and boy, the spots for the Kentucky Derby, you know, and again, we're three weeks out. We got a lot. We got a little ways to go here. But tell you what, it's it's you're going to have a lot of points right now. And those spots are coveted and they're tough to come by. There's some good horses sitting on the outside looking in at this moment. Yeah, it's um you know, it's been, it's definitely different. Usually it's like you get 20 points or so and uh, 25, you know, somewhere in that ballpark, you're, you got, you're in the bubble. Now it's like, you, you're not even in the game. If you have 20, you know, you're, you're not, you're not close. And obviously having the, the more points um, stretched out has had an impact uh, as we kind of thought, um, but we're really sure, you know, um, you know, how big of an impact it would, but doubling it up basically, as far as the minimum is pretty, uh, pretty huge uh, 40 points. I mean, cause all of a sudden, you know, we talked about this um, in the past where it's like all of a sudden, you, cause it used to be, if you get second in any of these final preps, yep. um, you're like, even if it's a distant second, you're still in the Derby. Right. Yeah. But now it's kind of like, you know, like, well, I mean, disarm, right. Um, you look at him, like he, he's, he got second in, in Louisiana Derby. Great. But he's not quite in yet. And listen, we've got caught a lot saying it on our shows. King Russell, Mandarin Hero, Disarm. You know, we were just used to, hey, you got second. He's going to be in it. And we'd say in our live shows, hey, he's, he's made it. He's made it in the Derby. Not the case this year. So we'll see. Need, they need some defections. Defections usually happen. How many? That's going to be the big question. But right now, you know, horses like Mandarin Hero are sitting there thinking, man, that horse could probably make an impact in this thing. He's not around and he's down the list quite a bit. So he's going to need three defections or three or four, I should say, to get in. You know, I wonder if, you know, I'm not a huge disarm fan, but if you are, I kind of wonder, are you rooting for him to lose this weekend? You know, are you wanting him to run like a, a good second or third, you know, to just to, just to get you a better price? Because if he goes and just really looks good and wins, you know, obviously he's not going to be like a favorite or anything, but he is going to hurt your odds in the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, he's going to take money. I think he, like you said, he probably would have been the wise guy's wise guy horse anyway. Um, he would take a lot more money if he opens up by a couple of links here at Keeneland. Um, yeah, I, I think that certainly is something to, uh, if you're a Disarm fan, I, I don't know. You, you, it's weird because you need him to run really well to get in the gate, but. He doesn't have to win, and so would it be better if they just kind of saved him for the Derby, got up there for second, something like that? Um, we, we, we've got <clears throat> obviously a lot to talk about here. That you know, it's you know, I always try to plan these out. You know, we're we're three weeks out. Um, you know, this week is a little bit of the 
okay, let's just kind of talk about the the preps and how well, you know what what kind of happened there. Um, you know, next week or two will be the John White interview that we always look forward to. Everybody looks forward to. Um, you know, then another one with kind of like a little bit solidified of the fields. And then of course it's Derby week after that. So we're in the, we're in the early stages of, of the, of, well, we're not in not early, but it's been uh, Derby talk all year, but we're in the early stages of post prep talk. Um, and we'll kind of hash out everything a little bit, kind of get an idea of what everyone's thinking. Um, make sure you ask questions. If you do, we'll try to get to those and answer them. I just see it's popping off. So, um, but yeah, we had a big weekend last weekend, and, and we'll talk about that a little bit. But you know, initial thoughts before we get into it. Any teasers? I mean, I know people haven't seen it. Halterman shook up his top five a little bit after last weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I I thought uh, you know Tappa Trice can kind of have that trip, and it's a big if. And post position is going to make a big difference. But if he can have a similar trip that he did in the bluegrass, I think he's going to get the job done and then after my top five came out angel of empire gets pratt instead of kings barnes and i thought that was very interesting so we'll have a shake up even more we'll do it on the show here and then also next week for the preview video i like angel of empire a little bit more now after that decision so the two horses there i uh, wasn't real impressed with the uh, sanita derby as far as projecting the kentucky derby but yeah i put tapa trice number one I, i'm it's not a solid number one or like Hey, I'm real bullish on him, but he showed me enough in that race. I think he can get the job done. Of course, Forte always there as well. So uh, it there were some changes, but nothing is really set in stone because it's a little dicey this year. Definitely feels, boy, you know, it just, it seems like it's one of those years where you, other than like, Usually you feel like if it's like outside of four or five horses, it'd be pretty surprising. This year it feels like it could really be like 12, 10 to 12 horses that we could win. You're like, yeah, I mean, yep, possible, right? I mean, I don't think it's completely out of question that over half of the field has a more than legitimate chance to win. Yep. And that's the way it's been all year, you know, really. You know, it seems like you haven't had that huge horse. You know, Forte, I guess, is it, but, you know, it seems like, People are trying to get off of that one and, you know, tap it trice and all that. Do you really trust him to get through traffic and you know what, what's Kings Barnes and what's the Japanese horse? And you just start going down the list and all of a sudden you can make a case for a bunch of these horses. Yep, absolutely. And that's every year the Derby is kind of like that, but you have those top couple where it's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not changing these. Like I really feel good about these. You don't really have that. I mean, obviously you always have a top two or three that you like in your head, but it's like you said, it, it, not that you're going to get talked off, but you could easily see something and go, well, maybe I'll change it because it's real wishy-washy at this time. And it's just because nobody's really stamped themselves. And I know people are going to hear this and the comments are going to be, well, what's Forte done wrong? He hasn't done anything wrong. But he also hasn't given you that performance this year where you go, oh, yeah, that's the Derby winner. Right. There you go, Nick. Nick's ne He's crossed off one. All right. There's one. Nine, well, 18 more to go, Nick, before you can find the winner. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's a good way to go about it. You, you, you reduce the field, you know, the 20 horse field once it's out, you reduce it down to 12 or something if you can, and then handicap it from that. But again, it, it's hard to do that because tap it, try straws post three, even though you might have him in your top 12 there, it, the impact of these, it doesn't definitely feels like a crop that 
you know, traffic and issues and, tra- you know, how many horses can overcome a bad trip? How many horses have been in this field, in this crop can overcome, you know, anything going wrong in the race? I don't think there's very many, if any. Um, and so that makes this thing even more difficult when you're talking about a bunch of horses that feel very similar on top of 20 horses being in the gate. Yep. And that's what sucks on a, on a, on a year where, hey, the trip's going to be the big factor. The trip horse is going to win it. Well, that's 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 tough enough to predict in like an eight horse field, a 20 horse field. It is really tough. And like you said, I mean, that some years it doesn't really matter if you go wide or whatever. It's just he's he was the best horse, you know. Uh, and then some years it's not like that. And that seems to be this year. Um, the one thing about it with Tapatrice and Forte, both, they both have been wide in their races and still won. So that is a good sign. Right. Um, but I don't think either one of them can get, can get stopped. Right. They're going to have to have a clean path. That's for sure. Yeah. And on the, on the flip side, you look at a horse like Practical Move, who seems like gets a dream trip every time um, they run right on the rail. Just perfect trip. Got it again in the Santini Derby. All right, let's get we'll get into it. We're gonna we're gonna preview uh, some stakes races, but before we do that, we're gonna go through the 2023 road to the Kentucky Derby prep season. What we liked, what we didn't like, some of the preps that we thought are key, the ones we're gonna toss. Then we're gonna look at how we're gonna kind of go into the handicapping portion of the Kentucky Derby. Then we're gonna get some rapid fire selections for the greatest stakes action this weekend at Keeneland and Oakland Park, including the one million dollar Apple Blossom handicap. Let's go. less than a month out here a couple weeks three weeks out from the kentucky derby final preps this weekend uh final prep i should say the lexington the, it's a minor rate you know minor prep the 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 really the the meat of this thing is over we know who's in the race for the most part other than one horse disarm um <clears throat> and we're sitting here trying to figure out who you like, who you don't like, what races were important, what races were visually impressive, but the numbers came back slow. You know, what number, you know, what horses keep winning, but you're not overly impressed with them in their last race. How do you kind of start to unpack this? I got the top 20 uh, in our, on our website at racingdudes.com under the Kentucky Derby page on the screen here. So if you're watching, um, you can see it there. If you're not, make sure you go watch it on YouTube. But you know, tap a try, Salterman jumps up to your one spot. And, you know, and Dermot Sotogaki uh, didn't even run last weekend. And he jumps up into your two spot, Forte three, two fills four, Kings Barnes five. And practical move backs all the way up to six. Thoughts kind of go through maybe how you decided to do that. Yeah, well, listen, tap a try, saw him live and in person there. And uh, like I said, was just really impressed that he was able to get position make a move up the backside wait and then and then go ahead and, and beat uh, verifying to me verifying was kind of a he shouldn't have lost that race type of race <laughs> he really skirted away there after a perfect trip tap and trice had to go get him you don't see a lot of horses that are able to do that uh whether when a horse is fresh and ahead of him there he's able to go get him so tap and trice to me i thought earned it at number one listen now derma sotagate look he Mandarin hero comes over here. He almost wins the San Diego Derby. He ran a fantastic race. I mean, one jump after the wire, he does win the San Diego or he would have won the San Diego Derby, but that's not how it works. He got second still. Listen, horses that, that, that have beaten Mandarin hero, Derma Sotagate has killed them. So 
I think it's naive not to sit here and think that the Japanese can come over and win this race right now. They're winning every other race in the in in the world. They're doing it pretty easily. They've won. They come over here and won Breeders' Cup races. The B team came over here and almost won the San Diego Derby and beat a horse that people still think is going to win the Kentucky Derby. Derma Sotagate for me, I, I I think he makes a ton of sense. I put him second. Um, just going to depend on hey, where, where does he draw in the race and how's he handling Churchill? He's already over here. He's going to have a month to work over that track, so he should be used to conditions. I just think it's kind of naive to think they they win every other race, but they can't win the Derby. I, I'm sorry. I, I think they're sitting in a real good spot. So I put him in second, and then I kept Forte up there at number three. I, I think it just seems to me he's not getting much better, and I think that is a recipe to lose the big one. Um, but maybe he's going to pop a bigger race than he has. I, I I really am confident if he runs like he did in the Florida Derby, he's not going to win. I think he's a good horse to play underneath. Uh, and look, depending on the post, maybe he becomes that top choice for me. Uh, it's still very possible, but um, I, I just kind of feel like Tappet Trice is a little more talented. Um, so I kept, I kept him at three, but uh, I think though one of those three will be my top pick on Derby day. I, I really believe that as we sit here right now. I know it kind of with with Forte. It feels like I have gone from he's my pick, he's my pick. I'm not really going to go off of him. Too now, I feel like I maybe I've, I've been a little too uh, degrading or however you want to say it of him. You know, where it's like all kind of has you feeling of the, you know if you if you bypass him a little bit and then and then he comes in and wins. Like really, like I got. I got tricked with Tappet Trice or I got tricked by the Japanese horse when Forte's done nothing but be great, you know? And so that, that is the concern with Forte. I almost feel like you had to play him defensively everywhere just because I, I, I don't, I think he's the horse that's most likely or is the most probable maybe of anybody in the race to show up. I just think he's a solid horse. I think that's fair. And I think the track record definitely shows that right out of all of them, you could probably trust him the most. It comes down to a simple decision. Do you want to bet a favorite that's regressing in numbers, which numbers are, are a small part of it, in my opinion, but you want to go, you want to bet a favorite that really hasn't run as good as that Breeders' Cup juvenile yet this year, whether it's numbers or you look at them, right. Just, just visually he hasn't, it's just, a, it's a fact. And, I get it. He was behind horses and he had to get your horse and this and that. I'm sorry. He has not looked as impressive as he did as a two-year-old. Do you want to take that kind of horse as a favorite? Most years, I would be a solid no on that. Okay. I want to make that clear. This year, I'm not a solid no on it because, again, I think he set the bar and I don't think he's raised that bar, but I don't think he's really lowered it either. And it's just, can somebody get up to that level? A lot of times you will see horses get up to that level. I don't know that we've really seen it yet, right? But I think we are starting to see a few creep up there where they're like, oh, he they're just as good as him, right? And then if it's one more little improvement where he's at that same level, they're going to beat him. And that's, that's where I'm at with it. Um, you know, again, he still may end up being my top pick. We're, we're a long ways out from this thing, right? But if he's not and he beats me, I'm not going to be too upset about it because that would have mean, Hey, I don't think he's going to win. And I didn't want to take that short of a price. 
that happens sometimes those horses beat you in racing but you got to go with what you you know you got to go with what you do day in and day out kind of makes you wonder at least for me like are we is the hate going to go too far and, and now all of a sudden he's going to float to three yeah. to one you know because here's the thing i all i've been saying all along like you know when you look at past winners like you know and i'm talking like the big ones you know mm-hmm. Farrell, justify um he does they were five to two you know and he doesn't deserve to be five to two in my opinion you know when you compare that um and so maybe the hate goes a little too far maybe he gets to three to one and, and well, which i think is a lot more playable and a lot more where he belongs Do you think you you think three to one is possible it it's i'm telling you right now it's all going to depend on derma sotagate if he blazes in a work at churchill downs i just believe he is the one people are going to go nuts over and so that's kind of another factor what if forte who hasn't done much wrong let's face it what if he does float up and then he becomes a little more attractive i don't love playing that way i know there there are know-it-alls on twitter that will tell you there is no such thing as a top pick you play the odds no if you love a horse take whatever price you can get on them. I've always believed that, but there are situations where it's like, yeah, I'm between four or five. Then the odds really play a huge factor in who you're going to pick. And you hit it on the head. If I think Forte should be four to one and he's five to two, that's a tough pill to swallow unless I just cannot find anybody else I like, but he could float up to four to one. If these other horses take, make some noise um in these workouts these workouts get bad at churchill so it's something you've got to monitor let's think of last year i really thought all leading up to the race epicenter would be a pretty you know not a strong favorite but a you know a three to one type he wasn't he floated up because other horses started getting attention so that's one of the things you've really got to monitor well okay so let's let's try to go through some of these because I, here's the thing I, I see a lot of people thinking you know with, with, you know it's going to be really intri- intriguing to see how these odds are bet um and what the you know because like you said the dermot one is is such a wild card you know I, I i believe crown pride was like 16 or 17 to one last year and it keeps going that direction where the japanese horse is getting bet harder he was nowhere near nowhere near the hype that this horse is um, the pools keep getting, you know, bigger with jet on the Japanese side would, you know, so it's just going to like, no matter how you feel about him, he's going to be bet super hard. I think. Okay. So back to my point, people are, you know, where is angel of empire going to fall? I see a lot of comments about angel of empire, angel of empire, you know, Pratt choosing angel of empire, how that's going to affect, but here let's go. I'll go through the horses. You tell me who you think, if you think that horse will be lower odds at post time than Angel of Empire, so okay. tap it trice, he'll be lower. Derma, he'll be lower. Forte, he'll be lower. I'll skip two fills. Kings Barnes, I think he'll be higher now because Pratt is on Angel of Empire. Practical move. Those are those are they should be pretty similar, I would think. I look, practical move is not for me at all, but he's going to be for a lot of people. 
right? So he probably will be lower than Angel of Empire. That's my guess. So, yeah, I, I agree. I, so my point is, yeah, you got Tapatrice, Derma, Forte, practical move for sure. Four, maybe five horses, however you want to look at that, um, that are all going to be lower odds. And in the Derby, you know how it is. It's like three to one, then there's like five to one, then there's an eight to one, and then there's a 10 to one. And so realistically, Angel of Empire could be the fourth betting option and still be 12 to one you know, in that ballpark. And that's kind of what I think is going to happen. I don't know that I think he's going to be bet, but I still think if you like him, you're going to get a playable price on him. Yeah, I agree. I think if you like Angel of Empire, you don't need to sweat out what price he's going to be because say he goes below 10 to one as a a amateur alchemist says there, I think it's only eight to one or nine to one. I, I don't think he's getting to be five to one. So if you like him, there's too I many options. There's too many horses to bet in the race. Yeah. I, I see him being 12. I think 10 to 12. Yeah. And if, look, if he's that, who cares? Right. I'll go for it. Like, but see, that's the thing. A lot of people, well, not a lot of people. Some people want to tell you online that if you think if Angel of Infires, you think he should be 15 to one and instead he's 12 to one, then you shouldn't bet him. And I'd say, hey, if you like Angel of Empire, 12 to one is more than enough right? Like you shouldn't worry about that kind of stuff when it comes to horses like this. Angel of Empire probably deserves to be right there, in my opinion. 8, 10, 12 to 1. Right, because I mean, I have zero doubt in my mind that, yeah, you know, if I was a betting man, I would say it's Forte, Tappet, Derma, Practical Move, Angel Empire. That's kind of the order I would see it. And when you're talking, you're on that list. I mean, I just think by default, you're going to have a horse that's going to be sitting there at, like, I think I saw someone in here, eight, eight to 12 to one. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Um, I think yeah. that's a pretty, pretty decent uh, expectation of what you're going to yep. see for him. And, and honestly, I, with this, like, I, other than Forte, it may be Tappet Trice. And okay, I'll give you the top three. It all these horses I think are playable because who I mean, you got to try to find a winner here, you know. Yeah. And I'm not gonna not play Kings Barnes because he's eight to one. I think he should be twelve to one. If I think he's gonna win, I'm if he's gonna win. Now, if it's Tappet Trice and he's five to two, you know, or three to one, I'm like, oh, I can't, I don't know if I can play that, you know. So I think it's all about the value for the for the lower horses. And Derma, Derma, I'll, I'll flip it to that because I will admit I keep going to back to Derma. I, he's grown on me <laughs> ever since I did the video of, of why he can't win. Uh, he's did none, done nothing but grow on me. And mm-hmm. as I as I sit here today, he's one of the few horses I think he can can actually win the race. Where I probably would would bet to win, but. How are you going to handle him? Because he's going to be his, I mean, no matter how you want to slice it, he's a huge underlay of the race. He's going to be bet harder than, than he probably should be. Even if he wins that race. And I, like I said, I've got him second. I think he's had a great shot to win it, to be completely honest, but he probably shouldn't be three to one, seven to two. And that's kind of where uh, I, I've got him kind of slotted in. So I, you're right. It's hard to take that price on him. Even if you love him, even if you think he's going to be tough, it's hard to take that price on him. 
Um, by the way, David Aragona posted his, uh, you know, morning line as of right now, and he had Angel of Empire at eight to one. So um, I, I do think, you know, that what Phil said there between eight to 12 is probably where, where he lands in that situation. Uh, I hope, Brian, that he does turn into Taba because I don't, he might, but I don't think it's a good comparison because he's very different as far as how experience coming into the race. You know, I, I think it's more of this than anything. He may turn into just another UAE Derby winner. Well, and that's the that to me is the scare more than hey, he's the next Taba, you know, honestly. And I, I, I I, I haven't been, and I, I probably should do it more, but I haven't been putting a lot of weight on the fact, you know, because that's it, right? That's the 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 jinx, right? Yep. The, the UAE Derby, and that's just like you just auto toss, no matter who it is, auto toss. But I've been looking at it more of a this is a Japanese horse, more than I'm looking at it as that's the UAE Derby winner. That's I I don't know how you at this point I don't know how you can you know yeah if. For instance, I you know Cairo, Cairo, whatever. If he would have won the UA Derby, I would have probably not had a lot of stock in him in this race. But the mm -hmm. fact that Japanese horses continue to do better and better and better, and you know Mandarin Hero, I saw it somewhere. It's gone now in the chat, but he sealed the fate for Man for Derma because now we're seeing like basically take your pig Japanese horse come over and run with our horses, and this horse is way flashier than anyone else. So to me. He is a legit candidate to win. I I think so too, and I, I I'm with everybody. I fate I have never played the UAE Derby horse. When Mendelssohn won, I said, "Forget about it. He's not going to come over here and win." You know? Yeah. And maybe I sit here on May seventh, I guess, or May sixth, right after the race, and go, "God, why did why did I fall for the UAE Derby horse?" I never do that, but I'm with you. I just think the circumstances are a little different. When, it, when they're coming over here, they're winning like crazy. And I'm telling you, and maybe I'm taking too much stock into this, but when Mandarin Hero comes over here and almost wins, it just feels to me like that was a sign that, like, look, they're coming, and it's going to be tough to beat this horse. He's going to show up. I know, and it, it feels like, uh, and I've been, you know, I've been kind of on this train a little bit where it's like, just feel like sometimes you just got to, like, look past all the the other bullshit and just be like you feel like it's about to happen you just, yeah. can just look around racing in general and see the the domination and and, and see this and it just feels like the writing's on the wall that it, and that's what i said in my video like i do think within the next couple of years we're going to see it happen you could look back and say man mandarin hero kind of tipped the hat you know we i should have i should have known like the problem for me is it, it is a field that it can happen in. Like he's not, it, there's no justify American Pharaoh type where it's like, oh, that's a scary horse for everybody, right? It's like, if he can come over here and run a really good race, he's got a great shot. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've gone, listen, I've gone through and watched every one of his races and tried to figure out what he is, how I, why he's a fake, you know, why he, he's not good enough. Why, you know, all those things. And I'm just, every time I, every time I do it, I'm like, damn it. I like this horse, you know, he I looks know. good. Uh, mm -hmm. I really wish, I so wish he would have 
pulled a Mandarin hero and ran in one of these final preps over here. Yep. It could have given everybody, myself included, enough. And I obviously, you know, I I don't know that the hype could have been any higher anyways, but it just gave you enough confidence that, okay, he is a real horse. Um, he, you just, you're going <laughs> to, you're going to have to just take, you know, just kind of wing it and hopefully that you, and hope that he, he is the horse that you think he is. Or if you're against him, hope that you're right, that is, he's not it. And, 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 you know, that's kind of what I mentioned in, in the video I did on him. It's like, you kind of, you could just take the angle, like until it happens, I'm not, I'm just simply not doing it. You know, mm -hmm. I don't care if it's Japanese. I don't care if it's UAE, you know, whatever it is, like if they win over there, I'm not doing it until proven otherwise. Yeah. I, I, I get it. I mean, I get why people wouldn't want to play him. I, I, again, I, I, I put myself out there saying that I don't usually do this. So it could be, Hey, why did you break your habit or why, why did you break your pattern? I should say. Yeah. So, well, this is a good point from Brian. Um, you know, I just don't trust any of these horses to beat the three top closers and, yeah. I'll, and I'll go past that a little bit further and say, I don't know if I trust these horses to hold off Forte, hold off Tapit Trice, hold off, angel of empire if that's who you if that's your, the horse you think or you know but can they hold i mean that's a lot to ask you know maybe you hold off forte can you but now can you hold the the gray locomotive that's coming up you know in tapit trice or maybe it's both of them but yeah. you know all all the uh, angel of empire has done is get better and better with every start i it seems a lot i mean this horse is going to have to be the goods yeah to hold off all those shots you know, the, the last factor, there's not a ton of speed in this race. So I know a lot of people are saying, well, he wired the field last time out. Depending on the draw, depending on who actually gets in, all factors that where I'm not, don't hold it against me sitting here on April 13th, but there's a chance it could be a favorable trip for him, depending on the draw and, and, and who gets in. I mean, it doesn't look like, a, a overly fast pace right now well and that's a, that's why the what the scratch of go rocket ride in the sansini derby is massive huge for bigger implications than just hey you probably would have won or whatever all he had to do is really finish top two and you're not going to sit you're not going to convince me that he wouldn't have finished top two in that race um and he's in the gate and all of a sudden he's a very real pace presence in the kentucky derby that could change the game for the whole race. So him being out of it. And honestly, I, I was banking on him being in there because I liked the horse. I just thought, sure, he's going to run one, two or top two in the, in the San Diego Derby and get in him being out. Now it, it only makes it harder as far as any other speed. Cause I do think his speed is legit. Any yeah. other speed to, you know, to possibly put it to Derma run down that you got the top 20, run them down real quick. Yeah, let's look at it. So Forte's not. Practical moves not. Angel Empire. Tapetrate. No. Two fields. No. Lord Miles. No. There's there's the there's the issue. Kings Barnes. Kings Barnes. I, yes. I, yes, I think it will. Right. Yep. Uh, Race Kane definitely not. Rocket Can can't. Hit show no. Confidence game absolutely not. No. Verifying yes. I think but, okay, Kings he won't Barnes, be on it, but I think he'll be close enough. Kings Barnes and Verifying aren't like true speed horses, but they will be out there without any doubt. But they're yeah. not burners. Go ahead. Sun Thunder, no. Wild on Ice, I mean, whatever. No. Uh, Mage, no, okay. So here, Mage is to me is the, 
He's the wild card of it all. Because do I do I have confidence that he's going to break and get you know be on the lead? No, not at all. But can he? Yeah, I mean we've seen it, and they keep talking about oh you know he can break better than that. He can break better than that. All of a sudden, if he breaks well in the Kentucky Derby, he finds himself close to the lead. Do they just go? I don't know. Yeah, he's so, a wild card. Okay, um, but, so we've got four horses so far. Blazing Sevens, no. no. Reincarnate, I guess Reincarnate's one. He, I could see him being speed, right? Uh, he, he's he's a big, slow mule, though. He's, he's, garbage, like a, though. he's a big, lumbering speed horse. Jason Road has speed, but not a ton of speed. Yeah, um, I mean, he could be up there. So, at best, you've got five speed horses, and we're saying a couple of them are iffy, and a couple other, they're fast, but they're not burners. Cyclone Mischief, if he were to get in somehow, um, he could possibly be on the lead or close to it. Um, he's, he's but no, I mean, I, I'm trying, you know, I'm grasping, right? Because yeah. you're, you're really, you kind of have to. Point is, is if you're telling, sitting here telling you that you think Kings Barnes is, is the, the biggest speed issue for Derma, that's concerning if you're against Derma. Exactly. And I, I, to me, I, I really the only three horses that I trust to be up there are Derma, Kings Barnes, and Verifying. And we've seen Verifying, his best trip is to sit off, just off the speed, like he did in the Lexington, like he did in his Oakland allowance, right? That was perfect for him. He needs to be close, but he doesn't want to be on the lead. So, okay, he's not going to go to the front. Kings Barnes was in front, but set the slowest fractions of all the preps. He's right. also won from off the pace a little bit as well. So I don't, I could see him going to the lead, but I, he's not going to go out there and burn it up. No. Um, so it's there for the taking for somebody if they're good enough. <laughs> Does reincarnate have enough owners? No, I don't know. I don't believe they do. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. And, and, you know, look at last year, like it was, it seemed very clear that, Oh, you know, this is, you know, uh, been Taba or Messier or someone on the lead. And all of a sudden they go out and burn it. Like you never can come up with that pace situation. And problem is this year, if you do have a horse that wants to go out, the, you're basically, if you do, you're, 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 if Kings Barnes wants to try it, well, hope you don't like him because he ain't going to hold on. If, if that's what they try. So that's the problem you run into. There's not enough good horses in the race that can be a pace presence in, in the early parts of the race, but also be good enough late. They're just, it's not, they're not there. To me, you're right. And you need to decide if, if it ends up being where those are the three speeds, which one of those three speeds are best. Cause they're more than likely, if they're not going to win, they're going to hold, hold on for a part of it. So you really need to decide as far as using on tickets, Derma, Sotagate, Kings Barnes, verifying. Who do I like out of those three? Because they're probably one or two of them are going to stick around before the Tappets and the Fortes, Tappet Trice and the Fortes start making that move. I think if you're Yak Team, you are, you're, you're, who <laughs> I don't know if Johnny V or whoever is going to ride and reincarnate. Um, I mean, you're telling them, do you ride the shit out of them? I don't think you can keep, keep up if you try. But you do it anyways, and you try to set this thing up for my other horse. Um, his his Arkansas Derby was so disgusting that I don't even want to hear about it's a, it. It's embarrassing that he's even in the race. It is. Okay. The Rebel, that, that was one thing. You know, got third, really didn't have any business. He got 
the dream of all dream trips in the in the Arkansas Derby. And he got third, and he was like a half length away from seventh. That was a horrific race. He will have to do a complete 180 to even factor into the Kentucky Derby. He, it was so bad. Now, if he runs second and, he, and it's a good second, say he gets beat the length or two by Angel of Empire, it's like, okay, he just wasn't as good as him. I get it. I, that's okay. To get beat by King Russell and almost get beat by Rocket Can, trash race, a really bad Arkansas Derby. Terrible. After after two really good efforts, I thought he, he really tried at least in the Rebel, and he ran good in that race at at Santa Anita before that. But that was a bad bad race last time out from him. He, he got everything his way in the Arkansas Derby. He was yep. a joke. Bad bad Re- race. Really really bad. All right, so let's talk about one last horse here, at least that I want to talk about. Um, are, are we going to sit here and uh, look at this in a couple in a month? Let's say. And this well, Turfway is Turfway going to become the, the the Derby prep capital of the world? Two fills, you know. I don't know. He seems like he's kind of floating out there a little bit. I, you either aren't talking about him at all, or you think he's going to win. Um, he, he is a complete. And I, I, there's a lot in here where I at least have an opinion on with two fills. I, I'll be honest, I don't. I just I can't figure out what he's going to do, what he is. Is he good? Is he not good? I don't know. I think he hangs around. I think he's kind of in the stocking position, makes a move. I bet when I almost am willing to bet when they turn for home, one of us will say, Ooh, two fills is up there with a chance. I don't think he will have that same kick at Churchill. I think he gets up there. I think he's there. And I think he gets beat by a couple of them, two, three horses, maybe. Um, if the race was on synthetic, I would say he's going to be the one because, boy, he ran fantastic. He ran like a derby winner at Turfway. The problem is we have seen him on the dirt several times. He hasn't been bad. I, you can't call any of his efforts bad, but you can't call him superb like that race at Turfway. So I'm really on the fence with him. I think he's got a lot of talent. I I don't think he's one I can put on a win ticket or a pick four, pick five ticket, though. Yeah, well, really. you never know. It, depending on how deep I go, but probably not. He was so good in that race. And his oh, number he was came fantastic. Great. And I think the one the one part about it that I at least feel a decent amount about is like, it's not like you said, like, it's not like he was awful, beyond awful, or, and then he went and did that, or he had just only ran on synthetic, and then now he's going to dirt. Like, we've seen him on dirt. We've seen yeah. him in good preps. Doesn't embarrass himself. But he's clearly a cut below those horses. But then he goes, so you kind of wonder, did he did he put it all together there? And that's is the horse, or is it a synthetic that moved him up? Um, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I think he's an underneath play at best for me. I, I I can live with, like I can I can sleep at night, Derby night, and if I don't have him on top and he wins, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm just never gonna probably pick him to win. Yeah, same. You know, underneath. It- if I didn't use him underneath and he got third or fourth, I, I might be a little bit upset with myself. But I, yeah, I'm with you. I think we seem the same. If he wins, it's like, ah, you know, I just, I couldn't get myself to do it. And I, I get it. And I understand people that like him and picked him and, and that's great. Pat you on the back. I, it, he just wasn't for me to win, you know? All right. Uh, I've got races to handicap here, but you know, before we 
in the derby discussion. Anybody have any last questions? We'll try to get to them. Any, you're you're on Tapatrice. I know that's your top pick. If the Derby was ran this weekend, and you had the twenty horses, and let's all let's assume that as perfect as it sounds, you know, no horse got a bad draw. You know, Lord Miles got the one spot, so we right. you know, we don't we don't care about him anyways, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, the race is Saturday. Who who are you leaning on right now? What's your pick? Is it is it Tapatrice? Is there any potential plays? You know, I like. I think for, like, one I keep going back to is uh, like a bunch of horses over Forte and second because I, I maybe think he's going to run really well, but maybe he gets beat by somebody. Who are you looking at right now? Is it still Tapatrice? You know, no, no, no specific plays in mind at all just yet. Um, but yeah, I if Tapatrice gets a good outside draw, say ten through fifteen. I think he's my horse. I just, you know, I, I said it and said it and said it and some listened and some didn't, but I kept saying after that Tampa Bay race, I don't think he's a dead closer. I don't think he knows what he's doing. And I think if you tell him to do something, he'll do it, but he's not going to do his shit on his own. He's just, he's not there mentally. And you know what happened? They asked him to do everything in the bluegrass. They treated him like we have to tell him exactly what to do. You know what he did? He did it. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, he wasn't a closer. All of a sudden, he's he's in mid-pack, and he's up to third. He sits. He waits because they told him to. They told him to go, and he went and got a horse. Yeah. I think he can do that in Kentucky if he's outside. I think inside, as goofy as he is, he's going to have some trouble. So I, I don't like him if he draws an inside post. So outside post, give me tap a tries. If if he does draw inside, to be completely honest, I won't know until Monday night after they draw because I'll I'll really have to kind of reevaluate everything. Well, what's amazing too about him is, you know, if you guys if you guys are, I'm sure you are, and we'll and trust me, we'll talk more about it when John's on the show. The Derby Strike System somehow, by against all odds. Tappet Trice avoided a strike in the last race. Well, hey, I'll tell you exactly why. Because he was mid-pack and he moved to third up the backside. Yeah. You, you can sit there and watch that race a hundred times. That's the only thing you need to see because that won him the race. And that's going to win him the race if he can do it in Kentucky. He's got to round the corner right there. And he did. And you know what? As good as Verifying ran and everybody's saying, well, he, he caught him because Verifying couldn't get the distance. No, he didn't. He caught him because he was within range of him. And he's got a longer stride than him, and he's faster than him down the stretch. So, yeah. again, if he's last, Verifying would have won by three links. He didn't get a strike because he made that middle move. I think you – I mean, going into the day, well, I mean, you hope it's not, but you got to think, well, he's definitely probably going to have one strike because it's gonna, he's not going to be close enough, and, and, he, and he showed that he could be. You know, I, I wonder if – I just have a hard time believing. Like, if you could just imagine, like, let's say, like a Zandon trip in the Derby. You know, if you go back and watch last year's, like, Zandon had a pretty good trip, kind of set midway, mid packed most of the race, and then kind of tipped out, and really right there at the top of the stretch, thought you thought he was a winner, right? If if he can get that trip, if he can get that kind of trip, I don't think I don't know. I don't care who's in front. I don't know how you hold him off. That's the key. If you can, if you can believe that he can, you can get him in the similar spot in the turn of the Kentucky Derby. That's a big if. If you do believe that, I think he can win. 
I think he will win the Kentucky Derby. I'll if he down. rounds the corner like Zandon did and he doesn't win, I will throw up live on this live stream for the Derby. <laughs> well, I will. I will puke right on the keyboard. Um, let's see. I've got a couple of other questions. Um, Kevin wants to know. <laughs> the I saw Sun Thunder, so I just clicked. Uh, what are the odds of Sun Thunder winning the Derby? Are the, are, which one's better, the winning the Derby or me going home with a foxy lady from the Derby? Um, um, I think the uh, I would definitely say the foxy ladies. I'm gonna say yeah, I, I don't think, I think it's like a thirty to one and, and a fifty to one kind of thing, but uh, it's possible. Yeah, I, I I'd bet on myself over Sun Thunder. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I, a lot of people like them Sun Thunder. So. Do you think Todd gives Johnny the mount for Kings Barnes or John sticks with reincarnate? I think Velasquez, if he get has a chance, he will get the mount on Kings Barnes. If they I, ask him, I think he jumps to Kings Barnes without any question. If it's an option, I think both parties want Kings Barnes. I think, but I don't know if Todd reaches out to him or not. That's a question that I I don't know the answer to. I don't know what I know. He's written a ton for him, but he really doesn't ride for him anymore. So I don't know what that relationship's like. Well, anytime you can get a a, a a jockey with that kind of experience in the Derby, that's huge, right? Oh, uh, he it, would it, fit Kings Barnes like a glove. If it's a it's a loss, if you say, oh, you know, Pratt picked him, but that's a nice, uh, you know, bounce back. If, if you were kind of down with you know with with him choosing him over the other one to get Johnny V on that horse. So, um, yeah. Johnny, I, I mean, I have not heard one way or another. Um, I, you know, being that it's not Baffert, officially Baffert, you could see him jumping ship and riding the horse he thinks he's, you know, versus if it's Baffert and reincarnate, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's probably just going to stay put. Yeah. Um, but re, like, or if he won the Arkansas Derby or something, but he just, I don't know how you stay on that horse unless he doesn't have the option. Yeah. We'll see. Um, Nick has a, as a point here, verifying being on the lead and holding on for the try seems really possible. Yeah. Verifying it. I, like, I don't have any faith that he can get it done. He had every opportunity to get it done on Saturday. And he couldn't having said that, I thought he ran a huge race. He could arguably get better from that start um, in the, in the bluegrass. And if he is a pace presence, like I could see him getting a really nice trip as well and just not being good enough. Right. I said it, um, you know, in the betting Bible last week of how, why I bet him, I, I keyed him in second verifying uh, because I was like, I just don't think he's going to want to go that far. And obviously he, he kind of did. He just got beat by a horse that really wanted to go that far. Um, but point is, I don't think the mountain quarter is going to suit him. So I, I definitely see him getting caught, but maybe keying him underneath would be a nice play. Cause he will, I think verifying will be a nice price. Yeah. I, I think you're going to have to make the decision once they draw, what kind of trip is he going to get? Because we've seen him run two killer races. In both races, he got the same exact trip. Second place, stalking a speed horse that really didn't, well, I wouldn't say didn't belong, but a speed horse that he didn't need to go mess with. Any other trip, he's been kind of average. And so that's going to be the key. Say he draws like the 14 hole. There's a couple of horses inside that like to go. You think he can kind of sit, clear the rest, sit in third, only get hung a couple wide. Yeah, he could sneak up there, get third, or hold on for third. Sure, I think his trip's going to be so imperative. Yeah, he, but he, but I do think to his to Nick's point, there's a very real possibility if say you are against verifying where you're sweating it out big time, 
say you don't have him on any of your, you know, your try, you're sweating it out because I do think he's one of those horses. If he draws well, he could get a good trip. Yeah. This with, with gun pilot was same thing. He set that that's the allowance. So I was talking about, he set right off gun pilot. Well, he just smoked him. And, and, and honestly, Davey, that, that race, I kept going back to because I, I kind of drew a line through the rebel because the trip was so weird. That race is why I picked verifying to win last week because I projected he would get that same exact trip. He did. And up the backside, I'm telling Jared, verifying's going to run huge. Tapatrice is making that move. We got this exact. I, I felt good about it before they even turned for home. You did. Sure I had it straight. You didn't. I was worried. That's true. You could have, you should have you, been. Worried. You felt good. You enjoyed yeah. the whole stretch. I have tap it on my team. Yeah. I, I, I have it straight, tap it over verifying. I yeah. still think I'm with like I I still thought I was gonna hit it, but I was I was growing concerned. Yeah, I, he really he really spurt talk about verifying, he really spurred it away from him, you know. And and if you're watching it, you're thinking, well, let's he, he gets ahead and then he just kind of spins his wheels. He didn't spin his wheels in that race, he really kept going. And that was the other reason, and the last reason I put Tappa Trice first this week. I don't really think he caught a horse that was getting tired. I think he caught a horse that was running pretty fast. So yeah, anyway. yeah. As soon as Tappa Trice made his move, and he thought, "Here we go," you look over at Verifying. He's like, "Oh shit, he's there. He's going too." Yeah, he, he made it very clear that you know that those two were were going to run away with it, but trying to figure out who it was. Um, yeah, so it was a hell of a race. Um, it's been a hell of a, a prep season. Um, we are three weeks out. Three weeks from today, we will be we'll be giving our final picks for the Kentucky Derby. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Tons of Kentucky Derby coverage coming your way. We got John White's going to make an appearance. We'll be talking more of the Derby pace and how we're going to handle that. And if we can, can we get Slim out of hibernation for some pace analysis? You think? Well, we got to keep. He's he's tweeting about rap a lot. He's a lot of rap music on his Twitter, so we got to get him out of that stage. Maybe we can get him back into derby derby mode. Well, that'll, that'll be your job. Okay. 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 All right. Derby, uh, derby talk coming your way soon. All right. Time for rapid fire presented by OG Handicapper. What's up, guys? JerryWaltzRacingDudes.com. Have you ever cashed a huge bet and thought, man, I wish I had a T-shirt to commemorate this victory? Now you do. That's right. Maybe you cashed in on a mutter. His father was a mutter. His father was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. What did I just say? Look at that. A mutter. You got that. This is the apparel you've been waiting for. It's finally here. OG Handicappers. That's OGHandicappers.com. This is the face of horse racing apparel. It's not only horse racing. They've got golf. They've got lifestyle, casinos, cigars, bedding, you name it, it features all your favorite. Look at that. So you cashed it on the front runner. Of course, it went gay to wire. You know what? I need a t-shirt for this. Boom. You've got it. OG Handicappers. OG Handicappers has a vibe for everyone, and they even now have a ladies apparel. I'm thinking about getting some ladies apparel for the, you know, for the Tinder girls. Let's bring them over. Here's a shirt for you. All right, OGHandicappers.com. Look at this. Get the uh, exact, maybe yeah, cash in on a huge exacto. You know what? I need one. Or maybe you're the best, the favorite of the family. Grade one bread. That's it. That's what you need. Follow them on IG, Facebook, and Twitter. Go to their store at OGHandicappers.com. Get yours today. Use promo code DUDES, D U D E S, at checkout for a 10 percent discount that's oghandicappers.com go get it yes the tinder girls do love some 
graphic tees I've found. There you go. Look at that. You get a little, you know, polo yep. as well. All right. Let's go to Friday at Keeneland. This is race nine. The Makers Mark Miles takes grade one, 600K for four year olds and up, going one mile on the turf. Field of eight lines up, but look no further than the number seven, your Breeders' Cup champion, three to five, favorite modern games, makes the trip over here for this race. Haltman, how good is it to see our boy back, modern games? It's very good, and I'll keep it very simple because we went long on the Derby stuff. The seven modern games is my top choice. He will always be my top choice anytime he runs in this country, ever. I've loved him as a two-year-old, even when uh, Del Mar wouldn't let me cash a ticket on him. I love him now. I'll love him forever. Number seven modern games for me. Number five, Dr. Zim in second. There you go. That's kind of the comp. That's the, you know, everyone's talking about. Is it modern games or is it the the Todd Plutt or the uh, Chad Brown Kind of new shooter, so to speak, and upset. I don't think he can get it done. The fact that he's coming over here for this race when he has no need to make the trip over, no reason to prove himself further, tells you a lot. The two-time, that's right, we'll call him the two-time Breeders' Cup winner is going to win here, where, by the way, he just won the Breeders' Cup last fall. So I'm with you, number seven, Modern Games. To me, do you think this is just a, like, what... How surprised were you to see him here? And, and two, what do you think is, I mean, other than obviously it's a nice purse and it's a great one. I, I get that. But do you think it's, hey, we're, we're going to run him over here a few more times, you know, this year and obviously, you know, be highlighted by uh, the Breeders' Cup? Is he, could he be a three-time Breeders' Cup winner? He definitely could be. And I'm very surprised, though, that he's here. Very surprised. I did not see this coming at all. So, uh, love it though, and I, I don't know what the long-term plans are for him, but I I think three-time Breeders' Cup winner is very very possible. Um, back in California, but not where uh, he raced last at Del Mar, but at Santa Anita this year. Well, he's, he's won one at Del Mar. He's won one at Keeneland. Why not go and win one at Santa Anita? All right, let's go to uh, Saturday now. Let's go to the the uh, the main event, so to speak, of. Derby preps for the final one. Race nine, Saturday, Keeneland, Stone Street, Lexington Stakes. Grade three, 400K, four three-year-olds, going a mile 16th. Again, final points on the line. 20 points to the winner, 28, 6, 4, 2. And then, by the way, we do have one in here that can't get points. He's back, Caribbean Lion for Bob Baffert. Back to Keeneland, where we last time, last time we saw him at Keeneland, he looked like a freaking Derby winner. Um, can the Bob Baffert magic be enough to get him back, well, I say back. He wasn't even in the winner circle when he was here last time. Can he do it? Do you trust your boy, Arabian Lion, to win this race? Or are you going to Sarm? Are you going somewhere else? I'm definitely not going Arabian Lion in this spot. Uh, I, I don't. Maybe he runs a magical race somehow, but it's going to take it. He just has not been good whatsoever uh, this year. Uh, well, since since he's been a Keeneland. So, look, I. I think it's a tough race. I think it's, I think it could be competitive, but I am extremely high on the number five first mission. I, I really like this horse, love the debut, loved the stretch out. This horse won so easily in that second start. Bold take, you ready for my bold take? Ready. This is Cox's best horse, best three-year-old. Um, That's not... Well, depend. You're talking to you're talking to the king of the of the first mission fan club over here. So I uh, let's see. I know that I, I'm. I can say with pretty 
that that's true. That that's not your own. You're not the only one with that belief. Let's put it that okay. way. I've heard some things that this is the horse. Um, if the if horse was only, you know, a few months prior, right? You know, just a little late to the game, that this horse would have been a legit Kentucky Derby threat. So I do think that uh, he's going to be really tough here. I love first mission. I love this horse. Like I, I. I've been I've been wanting to claim this horse for a month, and I just haven't, you know, because my t- I was like I just I have enough horses where I, I probably shouldn't, but um, I think he's super super impressive in that, you know, his last both races, you know, listen, he beat um, that last race was great, right? I mean, he, I I don't take too much stock in the you know the, all those numbers that day were pretty low um, as far as like if you want to talk about like a regression. Um, from his debut to that race as far as buyers i don't know what he was um on the time form but he went from a 96 in that loss in the main special weight to uh, an 89 the next time out the 96 he got beat by bishop's bay who just got enough head start on him by the way that was going six furlongs and they they're gonna keep bishop's bay going a mile or shorter and i think that's interesting because he damn near beat bishop's bay who i think is an incredibly talented three-year-old for Brad Cox as well. Um, they're going to keep that horse sprinting or going short anyways. And he about beat him. And he came back and just beat the shit out of the field the next time out. I think he's the real deal as well. Yeah, I, I, I agree with everything you're saying. I think he kind of just stocks the pace a little bit in this one. Maybe in the second, third, fourth spot. And then, and then tries to take over top of the stretch. I think he's going to be awfully tough to beat. Yeah, look, I... I heard so much, I mean so much hype on Bishop's Bay before that first race. And I watched it, the same debut race for First Mission. I was like, I think First Mission's the better horse out of these two. And then you watch that second race where they stretch him out. I'm like, damn, he he looked really good. Now we're going second time long. It is the first time it's winners. That's fair. It's a little bit scary. But second time going long. Saez aboard. <laughs> I really like the horse. We'll see if he he can let me down uh, Saturday, but I really like him. Yeah, I I have uh, I've been pretty I I've been following First Mission for you know since that debut just to figure out where he's going. Like I said, I've been wanting to claim him, so I've been tracking every move, and uh, so I've known he's going to, coming in here for a while. And um, you know the fact that that Cox decided to go this route with him. When he doesn't need points, obviously he's not going to get in the Kentucky Derby. Um, to go against this kind of field, which is you know he can definitely go an easier if he wants to get to the say Preakness or if that's even you know uh, going to happen, you know you, he could have found a different route. So the fact that he showed up here, I thought it was a very telling thing. And by the way, Dennis, I will answer like disarm is not going to get in the gate unless he hits the board here. Well, let's say put it this way: finishes top five, he gets two points for for fifth which would put him ahead of the other 40 pointers which puts him right below cyclone mischief so he would need a couple defections i think third place like i mentioned third place would secure a spot yeah he has to finish third or better to be in the gate for sure uh if he finishes fourth i'd put him at 44 points he's well, I'd, well, I'd still put him twenty third. Yeah, I. He, he probably he needs to finish third or better. Yeah, I mean, he could still get in, obviously, but yeah. it would take a little bit of luck versus you just, I mean, shit. And be honest, like if you 
don't you're not going to be excited about playing Dishonored if you can't get finished in the top three of the Lexington. Give me a break. So, yeah. all right, uh, number five, first mission for me. Love this horse. Make sure you go check out the betting Bible, by the way. Halter and I are working on the betting Bible for the Lexington card. And uh, I can just say that that is going to be a pretty significant play for both of us in that um, wagering. We've done really well with that thing. All right, race 10, Ginny Wiley Stakes. Uh, we're 600K, Phillies and Mares, four-year-olds and up, going mile 16th on the turf. Field of nine, highlighted by In Italian, your two, uh, your, your Pegasus winner, Queen Goddess. And, oh, by the way, another Appleby horse, number five, with the Moonlight. Man, this is a nice field. In Italian, is going to look to go gate to wire. Thoughts? Yeah, I, I think she's got a significant pace advantage. So I'm going to go In Italian to win the race uh, because I, I think she can go gate to wire. If she's ready to fire, I don't think they'll catch her. Turf course is playing really, really favorably towards speed so far at Keeneland. Now that could change, but as of right now, it is playing pretty pretty heavily towards speed. So I think she'll be really tough to catch. I wouldn't be surprised if with the, the Moonlight does catch her, though. She's coming over here. I bet she runs a pretty big race. But in Italian is going to be my top pick. Yeah, in Italian has ran just really too good uh, to lose. You know, she, she lost in the Breeders' Cup and just ran her eyeballs out, going longer than probably she wants to go. Um, and just got nailed by Tuesday there. But, you know, horse had, had rattled off a few grade ones going into that. Is a very good horse, likes Keeneland, uh, likes the distance. Not a lot of other noticeable speed. I do think Queen Goddess has speed, but not her kind of speed. So I just think she's going to take them as far as she wants to go, gets Irad Ortiz back aboard, which I think is a, it's a nice bonus as well. So I'm with you. I, I, I I'm less... I'm more interested in playing this thing straight than I am boxing it or anything like that. So I, I don't know that with the moonlight is going to be good enough to run her down late, considering there's not any issues on the front end with an Italian. You know, I, mm -hmm. I think she can um, kind of get it early enough, uh, early enough kind of padding where she's not going to have to, um, she can hold off the five with the moonlight, but you know, with the moonlight coming in, Definitely, they didn't, they didn't ship her over here with uh, Modern Games to get run second. So that's going to be a hell of a race. I love that exacta as well. <laughs> speak of the devil. How about the speak of the devil? I will never get the speak of the devil this stuff turf miles out of my head and think she's good, dude. <clears throat> I, I you go back that distaff turf mile was unbelievable. Yep. It was it's the best performance of anyone I feel like in this race it was so good i mean yep. when she ran that we were there live in person i thought this is she's a superstar this yep. is the next you know i don't even want to throw out the names because i would give it would be a disrespectful to those other horses but felt like she was that right she is just falling off i don't get it i mean and, and this horse in italian that we're sitting here talking about she passed in italian like she was tied to a fence post it was ridiculous just I, just beat the shit out of her i thought she was the next great horse i'm with you and and not only that she's just been awful like there's been nothing you know and so she come back i thought well maybe she'll get it going in the pegasus just not good and i wish there was a sign that she's gonna run big here but i i don't know it's frustrating when you have a horse that you know is at least at one point showed a elite amount of talent and uh yeah just you just can't you know she's been the favorite every start the last two are just awful 
Does it get Pratt back aboard who was on her that day? Maybe that's enough. I don't know. I can't play her. Um, but that would be the single most worst horse to beat you on this day. Oh, uh, I remember looking because I was standing with Patrick and I was like, this is, you need to stop what you're doing and watch this because you're not going to see a performance any better. And I think, I don't remember, but I think it was like like time form wise, it was one of the highest time forms of that of that weekend, if not the highest. So I I don't know either A why she did that or B why she hasn't ever, ever been able to do it again. Maybe what she's doing now is what she was. It's funny. One last thing on this. We got a buddy who's in Louisville. Well, he's in Lexington, but he was in Louisville for all, like the lead up for the Derby, right? And he texted me, he said, whatever you do, don't play Speak of the Devil. She is training so bad over this track. And, you know, in Italian, looks great. And he tells me this a day before they race. And I said, well, thanks. But you know what the problem is? My shit's been done for two or three days. So I can't change it now. So thanks for the, you know. <laughs> and I said, but my opinion is, she, uh, you know, Speak of the Devil is going to kill him. And then she went out there and she did that. And I texted him and he's like, you were right. I, I didn't see it coming, but that was crazy. And then in the long run, he's been right. And I've been wrong. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, listen, you, you're now at the point where, yeah, Dennis, you're at the point now with her that you're yeah. going to get the price. You can't, I mean, she deserves to be 10 to 1. And yep. so you know the talent's there. She will be a playable. That's the problem. She's going to be a playable horse every time because of that performance um that'll be one that i'm gonna have to let beat me though I, she's just gonna have to get way too good to to but to pass those horses all right let's go to oakland uh for a couple of races here race nine account fleet sprint on saturday grade three worth half a million dollars for four-year-olds and up going six furlongs field 10 lines up here i thought this was a pretty uh, fun race pretty competitive race tail twist at five to two Sh- uh, skelly at four to one Seven to two, all the way outside. Brad Cox, flow uh, on strobe. I mean, really, you got your kind of pick here of who you like. Candyman Rocket uh, at six to one. Where are you going here? I, I think you can you can make a case for a bunch of these horses. I think speed is going to be uh, tough here. There are so many speed horses in this race. I have a tough time thinking one's going to win up to the, towards the front. Uh, if, if one is going to re- win, I think it's going to be Strobe because he can sit kind of off of it and, and kind of monitor the situation. But he hasn't looked good when he's done that. So that being said, I think we're going to get a pace meltdown. I want Teano uh, Twist, the five horse on top. I think it, it sets up perfectly. I kind of went into the race trying to beat him, but at the end of the day, that pace sets up really, really good for him. Yeah, you know, I I, I kind of agree a little bit. I, I do think it's got the potential for a meltdown. I just uh, I kept going back to the 10 as far as how, how, how nice this horse has kind of continued to evolve and, and be a, a solid horse. It's four for four uh, at the distance, five for four lifetime. I, I do think that it is a little concerning. Um, I, but I do believe that drawing outside is going to kind of dictate things in terms of, hey, we're going to have to sit off of it a little bit um, in order to win this thing. And so I, I do think you're going to be able to sit a little bit of a trip uh, outside of the speed. So I'm picking Strobe on top. I think it's a hell of a race. I think you can make, you make a bunch of cases for um, the underneath. I thought the two was really interesting. Uh, that race last time out was... 
kind of eye kind of eye opening. I thought, um, but yeah, the pace that's set up here is scary. Um, another closer wise, surveillance I think is an is an interesting horse here. I wish the horse was like ten to one though. Yeah. Um, but I do think that horse has got a shot to kind of pick it up if this thing falls uh, falls apart. All right, let's go to the main event, race eleven, the Apple Blossom Handicap. Grade one, million dollars, Phillies and mares, four-year-olds and up, one one sixteenth miles. Here, hang on a second. Let me go through all of the names here. <laughs> Four horses, Secret Oath, four to five, hot and sultry, five to one. I feel the need, 20 to one, and Clarier, six to five. You know, a race that's a lot of the times we've seen it, it might draw five or six. I mean, it's on you don't get a ton of horses in this race typically, but only having four horses in the race is kind of disappointing. But with that said. You still have the battle between Secret Oath and Clarier, trying to figure out which one of those two you can trust. Which one did you go with? Yeah, I, this really sucks. I, I, I hate it for Clarier because you feel like she needs a little bit of a pace setup, you know? Uh, and I don't I don't know how you get it. I, I think Secret Oath kind of sits a little bit closer to hot and sultry than Clarier can. I think she gets first run, and I think she just kind of gallops home here. I don't think Clarier can catch Secret Oath with this dynamic. And so... I went Secret Oath on top. Uh, this is a just a hate to say it. It's a boring one. <laughs> I mean, it's a nice resume pattern for whoever wins it, which, you know, um, yeah. Secret Oath. Go, I mean, here's the thing. Secret Oath has never lost at Oakland against the girls. The only loss was in the in the, the Arkansas Derby last year. She's continued to impress. She loves Oakland uh, for whatever reason, and I just don't know how i don't think it's going to change here um she's like that race a lot is airy man I, I went back and watched it because i'm i really wanted to try to beat her here with claire air and i i get that not the best of rides but i don't think it would have mattered i thought secret oath was really good yeah i agree i agree and I, again i i think she can turn the tables sometime during the season i don't think the dynamics are right here though who was and I'm, I'm i'm trying to think and i cannot it was okay it was at oakland one year you and it wasn't this race it, but it was this it was like it was like a, a sprint or something and there was a there was a small field and it was gosh who was it it was that super fast sprinter for uh for asmussen oh matoli versus uh, uh whitmore yeah Whitmore, Whitmore, yeah. Why haven't and you felt bad, a little bad for Whitmore, right? Because yeah. you're like, he you know, that horse ran his eyeballs out, but he was just uh, one, he's up against a monster, and two, it was the pace set situation was just not there, right? He yeah. was forced to go do something early and kind of battle the horse, you know. And this is, I, I kind of thought of that when this race, I saw this race, like Clarier, could she run a race? Sure, but I just don't know that it's going to be um, good enough to run down Secret Oath. Yep. I've, I've always wondered this. Nick says, if you have a four-year-old mare, why wouldn't you run her here? Fifth for $1 million seems like a better payout than most. And you also get to say you're running in the apple blossom. I've always wondered that. Like, because you know when the entries come out and they've got three or four, they're like, oh, God. You know they're calling people. Yeah. Like, just enter it. Who cares? I, I'm with you on that. I don't know. I don't know why. Well, shit, you had... Uh... I mean, how many did we have in these area? I thought at least you'd have a bunch of those back. I thought you had like seven or eight maybe in these area. It was shorter, but not this short. No. 
And then uh, I thought Paul, Pauline's Pearl might show up in this race. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a couple that I thought would definitely show up here. Yeah, it is weird. It's and you know, I, I I was listening to you and your dad on on the Dudes of Bet Sports Show earlier, and it's like when like it's Latruska and Monomoy Girl, or it's you know Zenyatta or whatever, like you understand why it's a short film, you know. Yeah. But when it's, I mean. Granted, Secret Oath and Clary Air are good horses. They've both earned almost $2 million each. There's, I, I you could, well, for one, you could run third very easily, right? And, and two, it's like, I don't trust either one of these horses that much still. Same. Yeah, same. And it's, I, I'm with you. I, I, God, if I had a decent one, I'd put it in there. But if I had one that just wasn't that great, I'd still put it in there. And, why don't you get all uh no never mind can't i was gonna say do you have any female horses you could run in this race no no two males man and three-year-olds at that so we should claim one this weekend or before the race and just run it run it back <clears throat> we'd find a way to not get fifth somehow <laughs> <laughs> get kelly on the line say hey look and we're looking we're looking for a horse for the apple blossom right we, yeah. we think she can run fifth okay Listen, he's having a hard enough time keeping Hus husker butch's feet on the ground come on <laughs> yeah uh all right you and i are both going with the coach here number one secret oath to win the apple blossom <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'll tell me I've checked out at racingdudes.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our products page. Click the Get Racing Dudes premium button at the menu at racingdudes.com to learn more. We're on Twitter at, at racing underscore dudes, Instagram and Facebook. You can find all episodes of Liquors Off by visiting our podcast page, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, all the places you listen to podcasts. We're there. Make sure you go check out the Magic Mike Show. They were on here uh, a little bit ago doing the Keeneland Saturday pick five. So if you want to kind of more analysis of not just the Lexington and the Ginny Wiley, but you got the Giants Causeway in there as well as the rest of the, the late pick five. So make sure you go to check out the Magic Mike show as well. Um, let's see, Alterman, <clears throat> final thoughts before I leave you. Oh, by the way, the betting Bible. Go get the betting Bible uh, right now. Alterman, send it to, over to me right before we went live. I'm going to put my picks in, kind of go through my, I'm kind of honing in on a few different uh, picks there, but uh, we did a, uh, I think we combined for like 64% ROI two weeks ago. Last week, we combined for 33%, 32% ROI. Um, and that was with the scratch, a major scratch. One of my biggest bets of the of the, of the the Bible last week was was the uh, San Diego Derby and Go Rock a Ride, obviously. And so not having that hurt, but we still came out with that a positive, had a good experience at, at, at Keeneland. Hopefully, we can get it done again, Halterman. How, how are you feeling with this one? Good. You know, I feel pretty good. Uh, I... I would rank it. I, I like the Florida Derby card best out of the, the the last three we've done, and I would rank this one second and the Bluegrass third, so kind of right in the middle. Um, yeah, we'll see. I I think I've got strong opinions, and you know, I, all you got to do is, or what, all you can do is play your strong opinions and hope they're right. So we'll see. I love Kevin. I this I love this. This is awesome. Yes, uh, it, for one, I love it because it means you 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 listen to the show. And you and you don't even know my kids, but the fact that you you know that justify is the pick is amazing. And uh, I I I if I asked him, I haven't asked him yet, um, but I guarantee you he would say justify. Yes. Well, I, Cooper would. Cohen knows now. Like I told Cohen, I said, "Hey, I'm gonna go see Justify this last weekend." I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go see Justify this weekend." They're like he's like, "No, they're not. He's he's having babies." And I'm like, "Well." 
he's at the farm, but the farm he lives at is where I'm going to be. And so I'm going to go say hi to him. He just said, do you want me to tell him anything? He's like, yeah, tell him hi. <laughs> so I waved at him when we drove by, you know, but uh, no, they love Justify. He would honestly probably say the number one. I don't know who, who's the one in the, uh, in the. Uh, I don't even like, know. The one, baseline, oh boy. Baseline, baseline beater. beater. Yeah. He likes the one. Yeah, he, he, because he, he sees the horse, you know, the, the pictures that I have and stuff. And if it's got, you know, the red or the one, the blue, he loves number three, he loves blue. Um, so yeah, he'll, he'll, yeah, but it's always justify. We love justify. So Shoddy brings up gallop outs. Did you see Shoddy's Twitter storm? So I saw her, well, her, her DMs, and then I was like, what the hell is she talking about? And so I had to go back through and I, I maybe I missed. I didn't never see, I never saw like people being like mean about it, but I did see a ton of comments. People went nuts and some people were being mean to each other, I would say about it. And I mean, I thought it was a very good question. Cause I do, I thought it's, it's a, it's a, it's a real, I just see my dog. Has she been back there the whole time? Uh, most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, uh, but yeah, I thought it was a relevant question. It's a very good question. And I knew when I read it, it would cause all kinds of trouble. <laughs> I thought, oh, God, every expert on Twitter is going to go nuts about this. Um, yeah, not good. Shadi, I I was going to answer, and then I, but I knew somebody would say I'm dumb or stupid, and I, I was like, I can't. I cannot do this. It's, it's just tiresome. Uh, I asked. It's funny she asked, and it's a good question, because I asked Kelly one time, Kelly, the, the horse trainer, you know, I was watching gallop outs for, for some derby horses one year in, in a prep. And I said, you know, do gallop outs really matter? And he said, the answer is always, it depends on what the trainer wants, right? Like if the trainer says gallop him out and see how he does after the wire, then it matters. And you look at it, but he said, some trainers will literally say after the wire, pull his ass up. We don't need to run anymore. <laughs> so yeah. He said, yeah. it really matters what the trainer does. Now he said, you need to watch what the jockey's doing and, Say the jockey just stands straight up and, and looks like he's trying to kind of just slow him down and that horse just keeps on going. Well, that's a pretty good sign that that horse has still got a lot of energy. He said, but it all depends on what the trainer wants out of it. Run, you little bitch. <laughs> Sorry. Couldn't help myself. Um, yeah. I agree. I, I always get a kick out of like when someone's like, oh, did you see the gallop out? And you see one jockey doing this yeah back and the other one's like right i'm like well there's a reason why yeah yeah you know and there's some horses that you know you're like they have the best like their gallops out gallop outs are amazing every time they they're they're ahead well the reason i asked him there was a horse that a long time ago well not that long but i guess kind of for most people watching here named dublin right and he would always run just well enough to make you think, oh, man, he's pretty good. And then he would gallop out, and that son of a bitch would be 10 links ahead of everybody. <laughs> yeah. And you just yeah. kept thinking, they go oh, once, he, once he gets going, man, once he once he gets that mile and a quarter, this Dublin ain't nobody going to beat him. So a couple of years later, I talked to the assistant trainer when, when Dublin was there at the time. And I said, man, I, I, I never could get off Dublin because he galloped out so well. And he just started dying laughing. He said he galloped out well because that son of a bitch would not listen to anything we ever told him or tried to get him <laughs> to do. He said he galloped out well because we couldn't pull him up. We couldn't get him to stop. 
He said, so all the other jockeys are, are easing up their horses or pulling up on them. And we're trying and he just keeps going because he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, there you go. So again, I wouldn't take a whole lot of stock in them. I don't think they're meaningless, but it all just kind of depends on the horse. But yeah. that one, you know, and we were pretty new to the game when he was going and we just kept thinking, look at him. He's a monster. Well, turned out, no, he's not a monster. He's an idiot, you know? To me, it's just, it's. <laughs> I love Dublin, by the way. Yeah, um, we had, back for the for the uh, for the OG listeners, we used to talk about Dublin so much yeah. on the show and just die laughing about it all the time because he was well, such an idiot. They 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 said he never he didn't really want to ever do it. Like he didn't really want to race. So in the mornings, he, I guess he wasn't too dumb because he learned how to get the jockey off of his back. Dublin has the record <laughs> for getting loose in the mornings at Oakland more than any other horse. So there's like a little tiny like post, like an overlook kind of shed almost at the back stretch of Oakland. And he would rub up right up on that, on that, on that shed and knock that rider off and just take off. <laughs> and we did it all the time. And they said, we learned he did it because he didn't want to do anything. He didn't want to train. He wanted to get that guy off of him. So he was a real head case. But anyway, that just shows you you just never really know what you're getting with these gallop outs. I hope, I hope he's living his best life now. I'm sure he is somewhere. Running um, in the field like a maniac. You know? I think he's a sire. I don't know where he's at. Let me but see. He's got to be. He was a well-bred horse. He just was an yeah. idiot. I don't remember who he was. Who was his sire? Do you remember? I think a fleet Alex was his sire. <clears throat> yeah, I remember it being a good one. So Let's see where he's at. Um, Wasn't that, it like the... Was it the Preakness where he darted off like to the side of yeah. the gate? Well, about, about killed one of the 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 horses, like the uh, the riders. So he drew the far outside post, and we all knew it was going to be trouble because you watch his races; he breaks like five strides to the right every time. Well, usually he's inside with another horse, and horse will bump him over, and then he'll straighten up. Well, the Preakness he ran right to the rail, and there was a pony. Standing right there, right on the rail, he about collided with him. It was awful. <laughs> it finally got him straight. It says here that he's in Pennsylvania. He's a sire in Pennsylvania. Well, good for him. Yeah. That's great. You know, he, mm -hmm. he's probably living a great life out there. Yeah, he was Fleet Alex out of a Stormbird mare. So, anyway, he was a beautiful, beautiful horse. He was nuts, too. You couldn't they always put the blinkers on him, obviously. He needed blinkers. And... D-Wayne could never hardly get him on him in the paddock. He'd just go nuts trying to kill him. So He was a good-looking horse. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pull it up here. I'm going to make sure this is it before I show it. I think this is it. It would have been... 2010, wasn't it? I'm 99.9% .9 sure it's 2010, yeah. Well, I'll tell you in a second when he darts off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pull it up. I'm <laughs> Great. Oh, I remember shit. my dad was on him that day. He's like, yeah. Because he ran okay in the derby. My dad was like, that some bitch gonna win. I said, that ain't no way Dublin's winning shit. And then he did that right out of the gate. I was dying laughing. Oh shit. Look at this. Okay. Oh, here, turn the shut our thing off here. Yeah. All right, look. Uh <laughs> okay, now he's the 12. He's all the way outside. By the way, he's fractious in the gate. Like he's he's getting pissed. Yeah. He's all the way yeah. to the outside. And he's gonna go right at this stable pump. Get him back him out, he put him back in. Yeah. Now watch this horse, this first one here. Here he goes. <laughs> <laughs> and look at these two horses here. They're like, what the hell? 
<laughs> like, all right, I guess I'll get, get it back in the race here. Well, and the problem with this particular race is he likes to sit mid-pack or even a little closer, and he's dead last, you know? It's like, oh, God. Yeah. You're Look just, at, at that point, there. you're just glad he's, he didn't fall over. Oh, I know. I, th- I, I really thought he was going to knock one of those horses out. And that's oh, that would have been awful. Well, shit. It, what was it? This, which race was it? He actually ran like he finished like third or something. Oh, he, he the whole Oakland series, the Arkansas Derby. He the Arkansas Derby that year. He turned for home, and I'm like, his mind is on business. And he got right up there to those top two horses, and he would not pass them. He that jockey tried everything, and that idiot would not go by him. He was way the best. But he would not pass those two horses. He got third in the whole stretch. It looked like he was going to win. Where is he at now? I've lost him. Um, I think he who won, won fourth or fifth. I think remember, anyone want to guess who won this race? Twenty ten. Uh, well, I know who won it. But. Well, I know, but I thought any comments would. Uh... Yeah. Here he comes. He's coming up. He had finished like fourth or fifth, I think, in this race. I think he still might be in last back there. I can't remember. No, I don't know where he's at. Yeah, he got stopped for some popcorn, I think, on the backside. No, I think he's in between there. He's like third to last. Yeah. He's on the outside. Yeah, there he is. Yep. Yeah. He's always, you know, he's picking them off, you know. I think he probably, probably finished like fifth. Mm-hmm. He did. He beat everybody but these top ones here. The old one whole horse looking at Lucky. Got yep. It. yep, there he goes. There he goes. Yep. Oh, look, yeah, looking at Lucky who uh, drew the one in the derby and got absolutely annihilated and then came back and was able to get the preakness. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Go watch, go watch the 2010 Arkansas Derby. That's your homework for everybody still watching. Okay, there you go. Not, you're not talking to me, are you? No, but I'm talking to, I know you were there. You saw it. God, I was like, all right, I'm going to give you one more shot. I'm going to give you one last chance. We're stretching out a whole stretch. It's like this. Oh, I hate this horse. <laughs> Do you remember what they did that day? They put the blinkers on at the barn. Yeah, they brought him over. They brought him over in the blinkers, and Clayton Bagby, a good friend, friend of ours, was there, and he looked at me, and he goes, they did it. They put those blinkers on in the barn. He's going to run a lot better today because he's not going to go nuts in the paddock. And he didn't. He was very behaved. And he did run extremely well, but he was too dumb to pass the last two <laughs> uh, Let's see. Hang on. 2010 would have been... So if you get this one, you're good. The, the Kentucky Line Derby of... winner was in the race, but he didn't win that day. Line of David. Line of David won. Yep. And Super Saver. Super Saver second. Second. And there was that weird horse that kind of was not very good, but had that big. He always finished really well at Arkansas that year. He was like, uh, what was his name? Was that? They had like, he had like it was like one of the big, um, they had a big group with them, you know? Bunch of them, a bunch of owners. I can't remember who you're talking about now. You've got me at this one. I'm looking it up though. Dublin third, and then you said this big group of oh um no he may have got he may have finished better in the rebel than that one I don't remember but I remember he was there let me look uh oh bingo no no Noble's promise there it is there it is yep Noble's promise second by a whisker two looking at Lucky in the rebel came yep. back everybody was on Noble's promise got fifth in our yep. yep there you go 
Mm-hmm. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, see, I got it. Kevin, thanks. Um, all right, guys, that's a wrap. It's been uh, great talking to everybody. And obviously, it's fun to, to go back through these. And, um, you know, that's at, at heart and at the, at the core of everything. That's, that's, that's why we do this, because we just have fun watching racing and, and talking racing and betting on horses and how, you know, their personalities and knowing the horses. And as everyone gets in the game and has been in the game longer and longer, it's such a fun uh, part of it to see their sires and then see them come up and then, they, oh, he was an idiot like his dad. And then you, you, you get attached to these horses because of the sire that you watched or you bet on and things like that. So yep. um, it's fun to kind of relive some of those pasts. And, you know, back then, dude, we were, we were only we were fans then. That's all oh, we were. Man. Yeah, I mean, Dublin was uh, the first time I ever went to Saratoga. Dublin won, and that's why I started following him. He won a maiden special weight there. So, yep, yeah. So uh, I, I do have a funny story. Well, hmm. at this point, we've already gone too long. The funny story is that the year that we Danza cost us a huge amount of money mm-hmm. was because of we were such big fans of racing we got asked to be in the, if we were friends with, with Lucas, obviously, and, and his grandson, and then kind of the whole Horton family and things. It was like, Hey, if, if that, then it was the Oakland handicap was on the undercard of, of the Argus yeah. Derby is the race before. And it's like, Hey, if, if he wins, make sure he's in the, you're the guys, you're in the winner's circle, you know, We're like, Oh yeah, perfect. Great. You know? Yep. And then, so by the way, like, then we also, it's like, you know, we had a horse strong mandate, in the Arkansas Derby, he said, just stick around. Like you guys can go in the, in the, in, in Oakland, they saddle them on the, on the inside there, like on the, on the gray, in the grass. Like, all right, we're going to be in the, like, we're going to be in the winter circle. Maybe we're going to, we're going to be there with the horse in the Arkansas Derby. It's a dream come true, you know? Um, so like, sure. So we have this pick five rolling and we have basically, we've singled, we'll take charge. And we've basically have almost, almost every horse in the Arkansas Derby. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you go back and watch this, you know, we survived an inquiry. It was dicey too, but we'll take charge one. The, uh, so it took forever. You know how inquiries are. It took forever. We're in there. By the time we, it it's ends or the Arkansas Derby's prep stuff is already happening. We just stick around. We've got too much going on to like, look at the will pays and hedge bets. And we're sitting there. Danza wins the damn Arkansas Derby, which was one of two horses. I believe we didn't use Todd Pletcher. I, well, I don't know what he was, 30 to 1, 50 to 1. I don't know what he was. He was a huge price. All our will pays were four figures plus on it. So we we had it coming home. We like it was almost a matter of how much money are we gonna make, but we didn't we weren't thinking about it because we had we were in the winners or in the uh, in the paddock for the Arkansas Derby. Yep. Anyways, I always think about that because it's like the coach and strong mandate in particular cost us a huge payout that year on dance. Because I have no doubt, like if it was like some jerk off like trainer and whatever like like we probably just that you let it be but it's, it's pletcher coming into oakland and ever since then i've never let a pletcher horse coming in off my yep. tickets yep it was a perfect storm for us to get screwed <laughs> so we were alive to a lot of money too and uh it we were we went to get our picture taken and the 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 the, the best part of the story we weren't really they, they he didn't really offer us to go with Sporting Chance in the paddock for the Arkansas. Oh, Sporting Chance. That was a strong mandate. No, it's strong mandate. You're right. Strong mandate. I get him. I get him mixed up. Strong mandate. And and we were walking back to 
the grandstand because the, the the winner circle uh, at that time was out on the end in the infield and uh, Brady said hey do you want to go stand next to uh, D Wayne and um, you know strong mandate for the Arkansas Derby and we're like well yeah that would be amazing and not thinking we really need to go hedge these bets because the only one we've got we, we've left off is a 40 to one shot so that's pretty easy to hedge yeah. And then we don't do it in the 40 to one shot wins. And yeah, we'll take charge never one again after that race too. And we, we, I mean, we, we, back then we would just, we usually would just drive home, you know, the day yeah. after we, and we, God, that was a long ride home. Yeah. Like how it, it right. wasn't a matter of like, Oh, we never would have had that. It was like, no, we had it. We just yep. were too busy. Well, in, and I remember we were standing out there and it was like this, it was so cool. Don't get me wrong. It was amazing. And I looked at you, you looked at me and you're like, do you think this horse has a shot? And I was like, no, you, but I, like, it's kind of cool that we're out here, but this horse, this horse isn't going to do anything. And of course you think he got like ninth or 10th. <laughs> what are you going to do? You're not going to say no to that. I mean, it was so cool, but yeah, it cost us big time. Well, what was amazing too, is I believe, wasn't Danza, uh, wasn't he a maiden going into that? Or maybe no, he had won once, but he was coming off like a third place allowance effort at Gulfstream. Yeah. And then he went on to and ran like third in the Kentucky Derby. He ran great and then never heard from him again. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Fun times. Anyways, yeah, we'll take charge. Yeah, he he uh that was towards the end. That was at the very end. Yeah. There you go. Dead last. <laughs> yeah, that 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 was if I remember right, they almost pulled. I think they pulled him up. <laughs> he wasn't right. <laughs> that was that. Okay, that was like that was like salt in the wounds, right? If we just if we just were saddled the Derby winner, Arkansas Derby winner, we we probably like that sucks. But oh my gosh, our horse was not even. It's like, yeah, we're not getting our picture taken. Of course, we had him in our big five. <laughs> <laughs> well, we went almost all, and we're like. We're not leaving off Lucas. Like, we're yeah, here picture taking with him today. We're getting, we're getting Pletcher bringing a horse in. Like, no way. Oh, man. I think about mid, like, mid up the backside, he was already in last. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, anyway. don't get with them all, folks. All right, guys. It's been yeah. real. Thanks for everybody tuning in. I'm Jared Welch. He's. <laughs> <laughs> there were some good horses in that race. Bayern was in that race. Good race. Anyway, Bayern went on to win the classic. Yeah. Or was that the year after the classic? No, no, that was he that won was the classic the, that year. No, Bayern. Oh, in the yeah. Arthur. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, that was. Um, yeah. yeah, he went on to, he, he struggled that because he was kind of late to the game as a three year old and then struggled. And then, of course, you know, rose his history with him. Yeah, it was a good. <laughs> It's a good race. I forgot Tapature was in there. Uh, Commissioner was a good horse uh, too. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Oh, I mean that. This, you know, this year wasn't a good example, but Arkansas Derby typically has a bunch of good ones. It seems like Pletcher had three commissioners. Somebody I can't remember and uh, Danza. Danza. Yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter it, now. It was a favorite. That's a great question. Right on Curlin was in that race. Um, I, Bayer may have been favored. I, I can't remember. Let me now. You now you're making me go back here. We got to get out of here. Let's I know. See. We could we could just save this for the our private conversations. I guess. Oh no 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 no. Can't. Uh, 
I got to know. The people. Tap- the people. He said Tapature over Bayern. Tapture was the favorite. That's weird. He thinks. Hold on. I got the chart here. The favorite was Bayern. He was he so paid $1.60. Tapature paid two ten. Yeah. Does it say pulled up next to Star Mandate? Uh let's see. Mandoff. <laughs> Star Mandate in the second flight while four wide through the first turn gave way midway on the second turn. <laughs> he lost by 21. <laughs> That's great. Oh shit. Oh, that's funny. Make sure if you guys go back and watch uh which what year was that? 20 That would have been 2014. 14. Okay. Yeah. Go watch that replay as also your homework. And uh while you're watching it just think of Aaron and Jared crying on the uh out there on the outside of the of the, of the track. So Well, and it wasn't even a close race like you knew on the turn. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. Thanks everybody for tuning the Blinkers Off. And remember, we will be back. Tons of Kentucky Derby coverage out there now and heading your way. All right, guys. Good luck this weekend. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com is your home for the best free picks for every race, every track across the country. We're ramping up for the 2023 Kentucky Derby, and we want you to join us in the fun. Subscribe to Racing Dudes' YouTube channel, like click the notification bell so you never miss a single video. Want to make money betting horses? Bet with the Racing Dudes.